title of the sermon today, and really this is somewhat inspired by, by Tom's realization that it's on to the next thing, and that his desire to see this church served by elders who can be here. And that's not a dig, that's just a wise fact. There are other wise facts, like how do you leave a church well? Well, you talk about, you talk to the people. You talk, you're in a relationship. The relationship is so much bigger than just, oh, I changed my mind. I'm going to do something else now and never say anything to the people you've walked with for years. How can someone do that? It's like a husband or wife waking up one day and just leaving. Just leaving. Never talk about it. Never try to go to counseling. Never try to work something out. It's not the way we do things. And I admire and appreciate Tom. He's here today. Amen. Because there is relationship. Just because your function changes doesn't change the relationship. The fact that there is relationship. Now, there may be some relationship dynamics that are adjusted, and that's fine. So I want to I want to talk today for the love of the game. How many saw the movie for the love of the game? Oh, really? Is that many? Not that many. Kevin Costner, wasn't it? So there's a picture. Huh? Act it out. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch it again <laughs> so I can get all the nuances. <clears throat> and he's struggling, and he had an enormous and an incredible career. But things are changing. His body's changing, his arm's not quite the same as it used to be. And so many will stay and push through when it's time. It's time. To make a change. You're in a new season of life. But in this, he just struggles through, and the team, he just doesn't have much arm left. And it's a critical point in the game, and the team rallies around. And it's not the pitching that makes it happen. It's the team effort of every person on that team who make that last out so that they can win the game. And so, I admire Tom for realizing that there's another call. There's another place. There's another Avenue for him to share Jesus. There's another person that's going to pitch now. Are you with me? That is admirable. 
There will come a day when the Lord will say, it's time for your successor. Now, I can hold on. I can hold on to this ministry, this identity. Where's my YouTube, buddy? Or, I can move on gracefully. Now, every one of us will face situations like that. We will. Whether it's in your job, it could be in a relationship, it could be in an extracurricular activity that you participate in, it, it could be anything. But you can't hold on to the identity of the past. You have to move on to the next thing. What if Jesus said, you know what, I really like living on earth. I've got 12 guys, 11, who, who really, I mean, they hang with me. You know, I feel, you know, I feel fulfilled. I, I feel important. I, you know, I don't think I'm going to, I think I'm going to postpone going to the cross because, I mean, is that too far-fetched? It's not for me, but I think we're... But no, the time was right. And he said, Even can you, Dad, is there a way that I can like mm, not do this? <coughs> Nevertheless, not while my will, but thine. Whew. So for the love of the game, for the love of the Lord, for the love of His church. For the fact that it's all bigger than we are. It's all much, much bigger than we are. And God, He is really smart. But He has pulled all of the unique resources that are in each one of you and me to make a body which will glorify His name. In Ephesians, it teaches us that his body, the collective of all believers, is commissioned to share the love of God, to proclaim the reality of Jesus to every principality and power, to every oikos, to every person in the world. That's what he's chosen. He's chosen us collectively to do that. Now, sometimes individually, like Ron says, we have opportunities to do that. But somehow, we realize that the love of the game is much bigger than any of us as individuals. Are you with me? And as soon as we begin to think that we're somehow important, or somehow irreplaceable, or somehow, you know what I mean? Indispensable, is that a word? Then we're in trouble as individuals. We hold our call dearly, but we hold it loosely because it's not the call of me, it's the call of God. Now, so. Jesus and the Holy Spirit switch it up, right? Can we look at it that way? 
And Jesus even said, It is expedient that I go. Because if I don't go, then I can't send the Holy Spirit. But I am going to go, and I am going to send the Holy Spirit. And He is going to be with you. And He's going to teach you. And He's going to lead you. And He's going to empower you. So, I don't know when my time will come when I'll have to say for the love of the game. I'll have to say for the love of the church. I'll have to say for the love of God. Amen? I'm okay with that. So, having said that, I want to move on into talking about eldership. I thought, wow, that's appropriate. And it has to do with the body. <laughs> uh, I had lunch with Travis last week, and he says, he says, you know, my pastor is, he's talking to me. He says, but this is Travis. My, <laughs> that was hilarious. It took me a minute. He says, my, my pastor's been preaching about the body. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this is a part of the structure of the body of Christ, his elders. So I want to read a little bit about this. In 1 Peter 5, 1 through 7, it says this. Therefore, I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. And here's a charge. Shepherd the flock of God among you. Presently, we have two elders. And our charge is to shepherd the flock of God among us. That's y'all. When you think about shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the waters. He restores my soul. And so we're just like little under-shepherds. And that's part of the design of the body of Christ. So let's read more about that. That's a huge responsibility, but you know what? All we have to do it's what Jesus did. Right? Not that simple. But it is simple. It's about heart. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight. Exercising oversight. Now, I'm, I'm going to be breaking this down a lot. Is that okay? Are you with me? I mean, uh, you know, it's going to be a little disjoint, but you can go back and read it in all together. Exercising oversight of it. Well, if the classic role, not, maybe not so classic, but in some cultures, some church, church cultures, the, 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 the job of the pastor... It could be called first among equals. It could be called a lot of things. I, I like I like uh, I like pastor because 
it's pastoral, it's shepherding. It's, it's about shepherding and taking care of. And I, I don't always do it well, but I do have a heart for that. And, uh, yeah, there was a paper clip on the floor. Um, <laughs> but let me say, if I'm exercising oversight, if Bobby's exercising oversight, if whoever becomes elder in the future or elders in the future is exercising oversight, that means that there's something going on that needs to be overseen. It doesn't mean that the pastor or elder does all the work. But there's things going on. There's ministry happening. There are the practical aspects of ministry. There are the gifts in Romans 12. There are the, all right? Are we, are, amen? And so there's something to oversee. That means that he doesn't do all the work. Is that good? That's the way the body's structured. <clears throat> now, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty, right? I'm not afraid to get in there and do whatever needs to be done. But it is a, your blessing when you're involved. You're doing something that is critical enough and important enough that needs to be overseen. Does that make sense? Next. Not under compulsion. That means when an elder is overseeing, it's not done because, oh well, I guess I have to do this. You know? But voluntarily. Voluntarily. And I think we can learn a lot from that. According to the will of God, and that intimates not the will of man, but the will of God. He has initiated this. He has set it up. And this is the way He wants His church to function. And this is really critical. And not for sordid gain. Now that means you're just doing it for money or you're just doing it for recognition or you're just doing it for a title and God says, Well, maybe He doesn't say exactly like that. But with eagerness. Eagerness. Now, some days I have to work on that. Some days I'm eager. I'm ready. I'm more excited about it. But some days it's like, oh my goodness. I don't know. (laughs) But this is the charge, you guys. This is serious about what God has set up and established as far as eldership goes. It's big, isn't it? It's important. You know what? You need to be praying for your elders. <laughs> Amen? Actually, we get into that a little bit. Nor yet as... Watch this. This is so critical. Nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge. Now, I don't really like that. I don't really relish the fact that y'all have been allotted to my charge. Yeah! It's like, you know, deal with it. <laughs> Fish and cut bait. I mean, do it. It's like, it's, it. but can you imagine that? Allotted to our charge as elders? That's a lot of responsibility. But you know what? I couldn't do that. Now, give me a crew of carpenters <laughs> or something. But in the Lord, and by the power, and the leading, the discernment, all the gifts of the Spirit operating, 
I can. I can. Pray for your elders. Pray for your future elders. Amen? Those and not loading it over. It's just like, I, one time, <laughs> are y'all good? But, one time I was in a meeting with some, uh, some, some leaders, some designated leaders and some self-appointed leaders. And... <clears throat> <laughs> you ever been in a place like that? And, and we were talking about membership, about church membership, which is an interesting discussion. Um, I don't know that there's any uh, clear-cut answer uh, to some of the questions that are posed regarding uh, church membership. I will say uh, membership in church capital C is only and only will ever be that you have accepted, believed in, trusted in, relied on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I mean, that's it. That's it. Everything else is um, somewhat about commitment and being able to understand that and walk together as a body. If, if you say you are, then I can, I can believe that you actually are allotted to my charge in bodies presently, right? Uh, pretty heavy in it, Bob. <laughs> And otherwise, it's like, okay, I used to say, you know what? We don't need membership because if you're here, you're here. And if you're not here, you're not here. It, you know, seems simple. And you can sign a paper and not be there. Or you can not sign a paper and be there. So, eh, I have a lot of theories and concepts and ideas. And there's some legal ramifications of church membership. But, here's the deal. These, some of these guys are saying, well, we need, we need church membership so that as leaders we can administer discipline. I'm thinking, what's your motive here? You know? You can't wait to bring the hammer down? You excited about that? Does this make you feel powerful and important? The only thing... Well, there are two things. One, has God put you in relationship here? If so, then you're allotted to the charge of Bobby and me. Are you, this is crazy. I've never preached like this. Uh, <laughs> But that's the way it is. That's what the Bible says. It's crazy, isn't it? But the elder is told very clearly, not yet, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge. We can never come at you like some authoritative uh, arrogant, uh, whatever. But there is that opportunity if we have walked together in community and developed real relationship 
in our small groups. I mean, you can develop a relationship here. I mean, you can augment your relationship by eating together and fellowshipping before and after service and all that kind of stuff. That's great. That's really good stuff. But really, in your small groups or in your, or in your personal times, having lunches together, playing ball together, whatever you do, working together, uh, you know, you build those relationships. And then, it's like a father to his child. You go to that child because you love them, not because you want to feel powerful. Because you can overpower your child. But that's not the issue. The issue is that there is so much love and concern and care that you're going to say the hard things. You're going to say what you feel like is really true and of the greatest benefit for that person. And so the elder is charged with having that kind of heart and having that kind of caring. And I am challenged. And I'm convicted. But proving to be examples to the flock. Now this is important because examples means that you probably live in a fishbowl. Right? It also means that as an elder, we need to, to really take seriously the charge of becoming Christ-like. And the only way that that happens, as Ephesians, Paul teaches us in Ephesians, is that we do it together. Is that we do that together. That first of all, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. That doesn't mean just when I follow Christ. That means in the same way that I follow Christ. Humbly, committed, in love with. You know, all those aspects of our relationship with our Savior. Are are you with me? And so, we are to be examples. Wow. You know what? So are (laughs) y'all. Just saying. You may be the only Bible that some people read. Right? You may be the only representation of the body of Christ, of Jesus Himself, of God the Father's love that some people will experience. Hopefully, it's such an incredible experience that they come to know Jesus personally and follow Him hard with all their heart. And then... They get to experience church. Wow. Now, is that a good thing? If it's not, what can we do to be more the church that Christ has called us to be? Yeah, I want to be that. Watch this. And when the chief shepherd... Jesus appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, this is a serious charge. It's a call. It's a call. You know, I hear people say, Oh, I think, I think, man, I think I'm supposed to go into the ministry. And, and I'm thinking, Man, why don't you just walk with me for about a month? You know, we just read, I should read that. I can't read that. It's too long. If you can go to, uh, uh, oh honey, Sheila Ashley's Facebook page. Or or what? It's on your page? 
If you can go to Kathy's page, I can't go to any pages. But, <clears throat> nor do they come to me. Uh, but it is great. She's talking about pastors. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, ah! <laughs> ah! That's right! Oh, that's right. It's kind of long, but anyway, it's really good. This is what call. This call to eldership requires time. It requires time. Just real, you know, time. It requires commitment. You can't say, okay, oh, today's a good day to be an elder. Wake up and say, oh, today, I'm not feeling like being an elder today. It's like... <laughs> sincerity. Sincerity. Compassion. And that's probably the biggest one. Because without love, you're just a sounding gong and a tinkling cymbal. Ding, ding, boop, boop. You know. All hat, no cattle. <laughs> it's all moving up. Anyway. Steadfastness. Steadfastness. And above all, a love for Jesus and His church. A love for Jesus and His church. It's not a position. It's not something you can read a job description, although this is similar to a job description. It's much more than a job description. It's a way of life. It's a walk. It's, it's an attitude. Are you with me? I hope that this stimulates you to pray for us and future elders even more. I hope it does. Now, the need for examples and role models. How many believe that there is still and has always been a real need for quality role models for young people? Amen. Amen. And we got all kinds of role models. And some of them are not. I'm just saying, I mean, it's just like, wow. And flaunt, oh, it's just amazing. Uh, and sometimes forced on us, in, in essence. But we don't have to listen. We don't have to watch. All of that. But there is a critical need for that. An elder is supposed to be a role model. Hopefully not the only role model in the church. Right? But <clears throat> they need to be a role model. And there's always been that need. So young men, watch this, in the next verse, this, this is my interjection, in the next verse, young men are encouraged to watch and learn life skills as they observe their elders. Now that's a serious charge to the elders. Thank you, Lord, for His grace, amen, and training of His elders. I mean, if the Lord weren't alongside, it just couldn't happen. I mean, I don't, I don't know Bobby feels the same way. I mean, and I'm sure Tom as well. You would buckle under the load. You would. Thank you, Lord, for His grace and training of His elders. Alright, listen as I continue. In verse 5, the you younger men, you younger men, You, younger men, 
You're included in this. Are you with me? Likewise, be subject to your elders. Oh, my. Why did he have to say that? All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Younger men, do you hear the words of Peter? Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time. Now, isn't that interesting when you read this in context? This is in context of elders and younger men. This is in the context of the call and requirements for an elder. He's talking to the younger men. And when I was younger, I knew so much more than I know now. (laughs) And so I have to heed these words. And it would behoove all of you who are younger men to listen to this humble yourselves. You know a lot. You have a way lot more energy. Just saying. But it is critical. (laughs) And this, this is a bold statement. But God has placed us in your lives. For a reason. Peter put it in here for a reason. And it's good. And if we as elders to you younger men are careful not to lord it over, not be arrogant, not for sort of gain, but humbly and in love, serve you and be an example for you. And forgive us when we miss it. But there is a charge to you as well. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of your elder. No, under the mighty hand of God. And clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It's worth reading again. Therefore, humble yourselves. <laughs> clothe yourselves with humility. Humble yourselves. This is your job to do. Under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in proper time. Watch this. Casting all your anxiety on Him, young men. Young men. You're anxious for many things. There are opportunities out there that we, Bobby and Tom and I and other men that are older, a few older than us even, didn't have to face like you guys have to. You are bombarded. You are exposed. You are... Pummeled. Yeah, thank you. I mean, with things that are just unbelievable. And it's such a steady diet of stuff. Even where you look in places where you think it's not going to be there. And it's there. And so you need to be with each other, encouraging one another, strengthening each other. Man, there's a small group going on right now, and it's, all, it's primarily young couples. And there's a few old ones that just, you know, observe and like to cook. But 
It's important. It's important. Now, wow, this is more than I really anticipated. Casting all your anxiety on Him. It's just so interesting. We pull this out of context so much and it's still applicable to everyone. But, oh my goodness, to you young men who are understanding the relationship between you and older men in your life, it's so critical. And ladies, y'all have the same thing. Older men teach the younger women how to love their husbands and be keepers at home. I mean, there are instructions. We're not talking about that right now, but there, there is instruction. And I'm not leaving you out. <clears throat> because <laughs> Lord knows that you struggle as well. But we want to cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. So our reliance on Him, our reliance on God, continues to be central and necessary for all of us. Central and necessary. And we have these qualifications laid out for us. Listen to Titus. Paul writing to Titus. Young pastor. Perhaps somewhat apostolic. He says, For this reason I left you in Crete. Paul saying to Titus, For this reason I left you in Crete, that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. This is the reason I left you in Crete. Crete was known for being big liars in the Cretans. But anyway, I left you in Crete to appoint elders. To appoint elders. Interestingly, it didn't say to have a congregational vote. <coughs> Very quiet out there. For this reason I left you in Crete, that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Namely, if any man is above reproach, above reproach, what does that mean, above reproach? There are other places in Scripture where it says that as believers we are to live lives that are above reproach before the unbeliever. That he would not, an unbeliever wouldn't be able to say anything bad about you. It's kind of like when Billy Graham passed. It's like nobody came out and said something bad. Not even unbelievers. Or maybe there were a few on Facebook. I don't know. But generally. Even unbelievers had great respect for this man. This is what God is calling. Something, isn't it? The husband of one wife. And that is a debatable... I don't know. He gets into really crazy ideas. But just let's go with the husband of one wife. Having children who believe... It's like, man, man. Wow, he sure set a high standard. Yes, he wants a high standard. For those who leave the church. 
who take charge of those allotted, who oversee. It's not a joke. It's not a position. It's a call and a responsibility. Having children who believe, not accused of dissipation or rebellion. Man, that's huge. And it's, it's, it's good in other, in, in other translations and, and paraphrases as well. Not accused. In other words, it would be hard, it would be hard to bring an accusation that would stick, you know? Are you with me? Anticipation just means wasting away. Wasting your life away. Frivolous things. Things that are destructive. Don't be involved in those kinds of things. Or rebellion. And what is rebellion likened to? Witchcraft. That's right. That's right. There is no room for that. Sordid game. Witchcraft. Manipulation. You know what? Being a slick elder, <laughs> you can't. You just have to be honest and open. And that's what's modeled. And hopefully, everyone in, in an elder's charge begins to see that it's not about being slick. <laughs> it's not about sleight of hand or smooth, silver tongue gripping honey. Right? It's about honest. It's about pure. It's about real. And when I mess up, it's real. And the Holy Spirit, through Kathy, can adjust me quickly. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> so pray for Kathy, too. And Delina. For the overseer must be above reproach. Why does he say it again? Because it's important. As God's steward. As God's caretaker. Are you, are you, are you hearing that? And that's why it says when the younger men, you know, relate to your elders in a way is humility toward God because it's about what God has called. For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward. Not self-willed. Oh my goodness. Not self-willed. Not quick-tempered. Not quick-tempered. Man. Keeps narrow in the field. Not addicted to wine. Not pugnacious. How many know what pugnacious means? Yeah. Huh? I can't hear you. Brawling. Brawling and violence. Another connotation of that, and it's really good, that I, that I like, but that, that's, that's it. Is always wanting to stir something up. You know? Fuck me, you just can't wait to just give a little dig, you know, with the loving smile of God on your face. No, we can't be that. There are some times when I have some sarcastic statements 
that, oh, are so good. You know? But that borders, that borders on pugnacious. It's like, you're trying to stir something up. Sometimes, like in a Bible study or something like that, it's like, man, you know, if I could, if I just said this, it would really get things stirred up. You know, it's like, oh, it's so hard I did it. Not pugnacious, you know, not always starting up, trying to pick a fight, brawling, you know? How many elders, y'all haven't been to a lot of elders meetings. But maybe some of you have, like like some of you have been elders that, who, who are with us now, and some have been pastors. They're pretty amazing. Um, God bless you. Uh, but sometimes the elders' meetings, it seems like Pugnacious is here. You know, president accounted for. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank God. We love each other. Yeah. Not pugnacious. Not fond of sordid gain. See, he agrees with Peter, right? Not fond of sordid gain. The only reason I took this job is because the salary was amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Be hospitable. Oh my goodness, be hospitable. No, now you want me to throw parties. Now you want me to have people over my house. Now you want me to go to lunch and breakfast with people. Man. Now Powerful. Be, oh, no. Not fond of Thorn Gate, but hospitable, loving what is good. Sensible. Sensible. Oh my goodness, sensible, just. Wow. That means there's no room for excusing or winking at sin or... But there's also the realization that the grace of God has come and the just has been satisfied regarding sin. Amen? In relationship to Him. So be just, devout, devout, devout. That means really into it, wholeheartedly, really into it, you know? Devout, (laughs) self-controlled. So I guess that I'll control myself. Y'all remember that? That's way back. So my kids used to listen to. Obviously we did too. Self-control. Watch this. Holding fast to the faithful word, which is in accordance with the teaching. Very important. Well, this covers a lot of ground, doesn't it, y'all? So that he will be able to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. Wow. 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 There's some other lists that are awesome. But I want to wrap it up with this. Worship team, will you be ready to come up?
We're going to have a time for ministry and we'll have time that you may take communion at your in your own at your own speed in your own time uh, with the people that you are committed to and with. Uh, 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18. The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. We need to honor our elders. Sure, you can pick us apart at the dinner table. Hopefully, we live above reproach enough where it's difficult, but you can. But instead, the scripture, Paul encourages Timothy to encourage his the flock among him is allotted to his care to give honor. Not undermine. Not bad now. Not destroy. In fact, he says, worthy of double honor. Y'all, one honor is fine with me. Double honor, especially those who work hard. Those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing. And the laborer is worthy of his wages. Y'all, I have given you a lot. A lot. But I think God is, call, is calling this body to a deeper understanding of what church means. How He has designed it. In structure and in function. But we must never, ever lose sight of the purpose. And that is to corporately and individually exalt the name of Jesus, the only begotten Son of the Father who came to redeem us, to right relationship, and be a part of His family. Amen? Amen. Okay. Worship team. If you'd like to, uh, any of you would like to get your children and bring them to the communion table with you, then uh, now's the time to do that. Remember that there will be couples who have been prayed with, taught, encouraged, and who sense a call to minister. And so those opportunities will be here. If you came here with a burden on you this morning, man, get prayer from these people. There are four places that you can go. You don't have to be up front, you know where you feel embarrassed or anything like that, you can go to the farthest corner away. Are you with me? We're going to sing quietly. And then we're going to go out with, a, with an exuberant song. You may leave now. You may stay. You may pray quietly in your seat. You may go to your table. 
Um, will the people who are serving please come to your stations and uh, those who pray as well? We're still learning how to do all this. I love you guys. I want to serve well. Any of you, if you have a chance to just bless Tom, tell him how much you've appreciated his service over the last 20 plus years. Would you do that?